Hello and welcome to Family Renewal. I'm Israel Wayne, your host. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as we take a look at faith, family, and culture, all through the lenses of a biblical worldview. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, welcome to another edition of the Family Renewal Podcast. I am Israel Wayne. And I'm Brooke. We are so happy to be able to come back to you through the electronic media and be able to discuss with you a topic that I think you're going to be interested in today if you have children, uh, which most of our listeners do, I think. the Something about the family renewal name, I think, tends to attract parents. But we want to talk about the topic of chores. And uh, this is something that I often hear parents talk about is, how do I get my children to do their chores and what kind of system do you guys use we get asked that a lot and so we're going to try to talk about that um i guess i should say up front that we don't have a very formal um system in the sense that uh, we know some people who actually have developed whole products that they merchandise and that they will sell you and say here is our chore system and you can buy this we don't do anything like that but um we do have our own system that we've kind of developed and continually tweak on an ongoing basis. Um, so let me ask you this, Brooke, just uh, to begin the show here. Um, we should probably answer this question first. Do you think it's even important for children to learn how to do chores? I mean, is that cruel? Is that unkind? Uh, is that bad parenting to expect your children to work? I think some parents think it is. What, what would you say to that? I believe it's a great unkindness to our children to not teach them to do chores because at that point they don't have the very basics of knowing how to function in life, just knowing how to cook or clean up after themselves. And when we get them to adulthood and then when they're on their own and they don't know how to do those things, it's not been instilled in them, they're at a great loss. And oftentimes those Little things that they learn bit by bit through the growing up years, doing some chore over and over again, applying themselves over and over to a little task adds up to be a very great ability to learn, not just learn in the um, sense of doing a chore, but also in their academic world, being able to learn and apply themselves to a task. I also feel that as they do it over and over, they have such a confidence build up because, you know, the two-year-old goes to everything with vigor and the five-year-old's anxious to do all these big chores and big tasks as they see it. And by the time they're 10, when they have gone through those over and over, they're not afraid of anything. They feel like, oh yeah, I, I don't mind getting my hands wet or my hands dirty and getting this stuff done. And so when we don't do that for our children, don't help them learn those jobs, I believe we're setting them up for failure later in life. There was a situation that uh, I was aware of of a family whose great-grandparents were immigrants, and they came to America and had that kind of hardworking determination that first-generation immigrants often do, and they bought a farm, and they had, I think, 10 children, and the patriarch of the family had this idea that he needed to provide things for his kids to do to keep them out of trouble. So he had a horse-drawn mechanism that would harvest corn in his field, uh, but he would leave about 10 rows all the way around the outside of the uh, 
field so that his children could harvest that by hand just to give them something to do. And apparently his philosophy was all work, 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 and no play, no fun, just you have kids that work the farm, more or less. Well, his son uh, had a view that we're going to work hard and then we're going to play hard. And so their kids had to grow up on the farm doing farm work and learned how to work hard, but then they'd kick off and go swimming or play baseball or whatever. And so they learned how to play hard, work hard and then play hard and, and relax. Um, when the third generation came around, the uh, father said, I'm not going to make my kids work like I had to work growing up. I just want them to be able to have fun and be kids. And so the, the next generation, uh, fourth generation, didn't have to do any kind of work. They didn't learn any responsibilities. They didn't learn how to cook. They didn't learn any type of domestic skills at all or even a good work ethic. And uh, the adults now are married, and I was talking with one of them, and they were telling me how, as uh, a mother, um, she, this one lady said, she said, I don't know how to do basic domestic skills that everybody else knows how to do. And so in her marriage, it was a tremendous struggle because she didn't know how to cook, she didn't know how to clean her house, didn't know how to do laundry. And so these things that just kind of happened all by themselves magically when she was growing up, she found didn't magically happen in her house uh, with her children. No, Nobody just magically cleaned the bathroom. And she was talking about how it was such a great struggle for her and kind of such a disservice in a way uh, for her and just not preparing her for life. So I think that's kind of what you're talking about, Brooke. Right, I am. Yes. And, you know, my mom grew up with a similar aspect that she came home from school and the house was miraculously clean. She never saw it done. And she actually said it took her a long time, probably into her late teens, before she actually figured out her mom did this work. Her mom made it happen. And so I have to commend my mom as a young bride that she um, did choose to apply herself and learn to cook and do all those things uh, to keep a house. But it's it's one of those um, difficulties, like you mentioned at the beginning, we have to learn, well, what's the What's the tension between providing enough of the upkeep and housework skills and cooking skills and laundry skills that our children need outside work as well in order to benefit our children? Or when does it become a uh, too much on them? And when are they starting to have too much responsibility put on them. I think each individual family needs to kind of pray through that because it might look a little different. Um, Some questions to ask would be, does my child have enough time in their day yet to focus on the things that are going to equip him for life, such as his academics, his reading, his relaxation time and leisure time? Um, Every chore we assign to our child really needs to be for the benefit of the child as far as them developing their skills and being able to have a place of of service within the family. Okay, you say that teaching your children how to do chores should always be for the benefit of the child. What do you mean by that? Can you explain that a little more? Well, in real life, in the real live um, workplace or in real homes, the house is a mess. There's people that eat, and therefore there's dirty dishes and pots and pans, or there's little splicks on the floor from somebody um, trying to cook and making a mess, or there's dirty laundry, there's um, grass that grows. And so there's always going to be a plethora of things that need to happen in a home. 
And for when I say for the good of our child, uh, it's good for our children to recognize and for us to help them recognize, hey, there's things that need done just so our family can function. And so as a family, we're going to pull together and um, each provide some sort of input into this home. Little children won't be able to add much. And yet we try to walk our children, our young little ones, through the motions of you can help keep our home nice and tidy by putting away your toys. And we'll sit there with them and and put little toys away. Or an older child, um, they're able to help, say, with cooking, and they can invest a lot into that process. They may not know how to cook real well, so you might want to be there to guide them through that. But it's for their own good, even though they're giving towards this great um, family function, this family economy going on. It's for their good to learn how to provide something skillful, to provide something well done for the family. So what do you think is a good age to start your children in doing chores? I mean, can a two-year-old do chores? Can a five-year-old do chores? What does that look like? I think I had in my mind that five years old was the age when a child was going to learn to do certain jobs in my home. And it wasn't until about the third child I realized, you know what, age five is a great place to start on some chores, but by the age of six, they're just much more um, capable. It might vary from child to child, but age six is where I see you can actually say, oh, I want you to go do this kind of job and expect there's actually going to be able to be some uh, some d- ability to carry that through. A five-year-old really needs help walking through each little step. You know, I'm going to sweep with you. We're both going to sweep and, and getting that room going together and working on it together. Each child is different, but for the most part, I've seen a five-year-old needs um, constant supervision and, and more of a spirit of, hey, let's do this together. We're going to go weed the garden together and being a helper in that sort. A two-year-old needs that kind of same um, spirit of cooperation and spirit of camaraderie by doing little tasks like putting pajamas away or if they can, pulling up their blanket on the bed or um, putting their toys away. The little things that surround them that they have a handle on are good ways for them to be able to participate. What do you think about the idea that chores should be fun? What do you think of that? Is that something that should be an expectation that parents should try to make chore time fun for the children? Is it something the children should see as fun? Or are there some things that are just a drudgery and you have to do it and you don't have to like it, you just have to do it? What's your take on fun and chores? I think everybody, every parent is a little bit different in their personality. And so if you're the kind of parent that you see a way to make that happen, you see a way to make it fun, I think that's great. Um, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm not like, oh, let's get the music going and let's just bang this out and let's get this job done. I'm uh, a little more like, okay, let's see. We need to do, you know, we need to clean up the entryway. Okay, we need to do this. And the way I seek to help that child who is um, just like, oh, I just can't do this. I just don't like that. So I could like, take that step back myself and say, okay, this child maybe needs help in um, being able to do this job. Maybe I haven't trained them well enough. And when you've covered those bases and you say, okay, I have trained this child how to do this and I have walked with them through this thing, uh, which I believe very strongly, parents really need to take a, a time 
every so often, you know, whether it's once a month or every other month, and do their child's job for them because you can find out some amazing things. I did this once when I had a little boy who was not real interested in sweeping and the broom just doesn't work. And I said, well, how come the broom doesn't work? You know, you 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 work the broom. It's not the broom's problem. And I found out it was the broom's problem. The broom had spent so many tireless years helping our family that he had lost a lot of, um, what would you call those little bristles on the end? And actually that broom did need replaced. And so it occurred to me, you know, Sometimes I think I um, need to really get my hands involved and get myself dirty in getting this job done with my children in order to feel how does they feel and and make sure that I'm not missing something. One thing that we did with another child that was really dreading a certain chore, which was um, vacuuming our carpet steps and why people would even carpet steps. I don't know, but our steps are carpeted and... So I had found this fabulous deal of one of those little dirt devils, those handheld vacuums at the thrift store, brand new. I was just so happy. So I wrapped it all up in paper and ribbons and everything and handed it to this child and said, this is going to be your best buddy in your chores. And this is for you. And he tore through those packages and was so excited about this. And it just thrilled me because... I had found some way to make it his, his, it went from being his least favorite chore to his favorite chore just because he had this little buddy to help him. So, you you know, whether you drag a child along and say, hey, this is life. Sorry, buddy. You know, you got chores in life. Everybody makes stinky old clothes and they need washed and folded and put away. And everybody has dirty dishes and they need washed. And that's just part of life. Yeah, that has its place. But we also want to add some hope for our children in it. And when they see just non-ending work, and that's how they feel, they're going to be discouraged. We would be discouraged as adults. And so one of the ways that we make sure we help our children see there's an end in sight is we only give out a certain amount of chores. And they have those same chores every day, uh, except not Sundays. But um We'll talk about later why we do that. Right now, I just want to mention we give about four or five chores per child, uh, less for younger ones. You know, if they're if they're age seven and under or so, I have less for them. We only have those four or five chores, and they're about fifteen minutes each. Now, fifteen minutes for a child who's applying themselves. Some of them like to stretch them out, such as laundry can take a long time, but it's about a fifteen minutes really worth per per chore. And when they are actually on a good day, they'll look at their list and they'll see, oh, I have to do one basket folding of laundry. I have to fill the dishwasher once. I have to sweep one floor and I have to make my bed and clean up my bedroom floor. And they go, oh, I can get this done. And then, you know, what happens right after is free time. And so then they get to play a game or play with their siblings outside or whatever it is they have on their their fun level today. And that helps so much as far as taking away some of that drudgery. They go, oh, if I can just get through these four things, I can have some fun time. One of the things that I think is important and one of the things we try to teach our children is the why behind the what. And so... Oftentimes we'll have children who are doing a chore, let's say dishes in particular, and they say, why do I have to do this? Why do, well, They're just going to get dirty again. Why do I have to do the dishes? And one of the things that I try to remind them is of our family mission statement. 
those of you who have listened to the Family Renewal podcast frequently will remember that we've talked about this before, but we have a big poster on our living room wall, and it contains our family mission statement. It says, we exist to know, love, and serve God, and love and serve other people. And we want to constantly remind our children that the reason that we're here is that we want to do everything that we can to the glory of God. So the Apostle Paul tells us that whatever we do, in word or deed, we're supposed to do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So this is one of those things that uh, we get to serve, and when we work, we're supposed to work heartily as unto the Lord. So the first thing is that whatever we do, whether it's a drudgery or something we enjoy doing, um, we want to give it our best. Um, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And uh, sorry, I didn't look up the references for these. These are just uh, off the cuff. But these are what the scriptures tell us about the importance of work, is that we're supposed to do it under the Lord. We're supposed to do it diligently. We're supposed to do it with all of our might. So that's first. But then also, it serves people. It helps them. It blesses them. And I often tell the children, would you like to eat dinner um, tomorrow on dirty plates that were left over from the day before? And they say, well, no. And I say that the reason that we wash our clothes, the reason that we clean our things, is that it makes it healthier, it makes it more enjoyable for us. Um, There is a sense as parents where you want to explain a little bit of the rationale behind why you do what you do. Um, There is a point where the child understands the why, and they're just complaining. They're just griping about having to work. Um, But I think sometimes they legitimately don't see the purpose behind it. They don't know why they've been asked to do this, and it's just a frustration to them. It's just a drudgery. So explaining to them um, that this allows us to have a more enjoyable dinner, having clean dishes, that it keeps germs down, it keeps mice from wanting to populate our house and eating leftover bits of food that are left all over the, the kitchen, Uh, cleaning these things up makes it more healthy, it makes it more beautiful, it makes it more aesthetic. Uh, Trying to explain those things to children is important. Um, And I I think that they won't always necessarily embrace that with their whole heart. But if you reiterate that on a somewhat ongoing basis, just to help them to know that we want to be a blessing to the people who live in our house, and, and then hospitality as well. If you have people come over or guests over, you want to bless them by not having your house messy and cluttered, that kind of thing. I think it's important to explain a bit of the rationale behind it. Um, what about the idea of having some kind of a chore system, Brooke? What would you say about that? What have you developed with the children? I know there's a lot of folks who, um, I, I've read so extensively on this, so it's a little... I come at it with thinking of different personality types, and I know there's some families that say they do. They do not like calling their tasks chores because that has such a negative connotation. There's families who um, do not assign chores in an effort to help the children just see what needs done and be able to participate with a willing, giving spirit. I know there's a lot of different views on this. We've personally chosen to make sure that we list um, each chore on a checklist that I print off of our computer And that way, each child is very clear about what has been assigned to them. I find with just the the size of our family, it's very important for me 
to make sure I have all my bases covered of what needs done. And and then each child is, is very clear in everybody's minds uh, what their responsibilities are. And I feel like that helps them grow into having a sense of ownership over their own responsibilities versus my hoping, waiting that they will develop a heart for investing in the family. And that's just kind of a maybe at that point. So that's why I have it listed on our refrigerator so that everybody can see and specifically mom can see um, what each child is supposed to do during their chore time. And um, also then they cross it off just that sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. I completed this. I conquered this. It's done. And I can kind of look at it any point of the day and see what all has been done and what yet needs to be done. And again, you know, if I see, okay, you know, it's almost playtime. Are you done your chores? And it kind of puts a little bit of the nagging sort of uh, aspect on that little piece of paper. They don't know yet that I printed off, or I don't know why they don't associate it with me so much, but it takes it a little bit off of my shoulders of mom's always telling me to do my chores versus your checklist here has the information of what you're supposed to do next. So let's talk about the technical details of this list. This isn't something that you bought from a company. It's something you developed and you customize each one for each child. Um, how did you do that logistically? What software did you use? Well, I um, I just kind of created my own document in Word, um, Microsoft Word. I created something that has cells. You can make it any size you want. Um, I think I must have a good 15 different items on there. And this isn't all chore related, but I have just things like they're uh, making their bed in the morning and then their academic studies and certain things I want them to do during the day, half hour reading time. So I have a whole bunch of things listed on the far right side. I have the time of day and I usually go by half hour slots, sometimes a little longer. And then on the um, top row, the first one is blank, but then I have uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, going through the days of the week along the top. And I do not include Sunday because we seek to take Sunday off as a a day of rest. But um, for those other days, then it provides me a whole bunch of little slots to fill in. And I put in what time I want each child to be doing each task or project, chore, whatever whatever it is before them. And then I have paper per child, if that's not already been clear. That way they can... um, fit a whole week into one sheet for them. One question that we've been asked from time to time is, what about allowance? And people say, do you pay your children to do chores uh, or do you just give them an allowance because they exist? Um, Our personal take on this, and I'll be very clear that this is not scripture. Um, There are some things that are the word of God, and we all have to submit to what God says, whether we like it or not. It uh, doesn't come down to our opinion, um, but this one I think is an is an opinion, and uh, you know I'll just share my my opinion on it. I remember years ago uh, the late Larry Burkett saying that he didn't recommend parents paying their children for household chores, and uh, our children don't get a regular allowance, and we don't pay them for household chores mainly because I don't want them to have an entitlement view. Of life, I don't want them to think that a check comes in the mail just because you exist. 
Um, unfortunately, in the real world, <laughs> that actually is a lot of people's reality. But uh, God tells us that we're supposed to work and we're supposed to labor for uh, what we have. And so our goal is that we want our children to associate income with labor, that they're producing goods or services that other people want and that they get paid for those goods and services. So for household chores, and also I don't want them to think that as parents that their mother and I get paid for doing dishes or laundry or sweeping the floor. Um, Those things are not income producing. So I will sometimes pay my older children for doing chores that, um, well, let me not call them chores, special tasks that I might actually pay somebody else to do. So for me, I might pay somebody to shovel snow uh, in my driveway, or I might pay somebody to clean out the gutters, or not on the second story of the house, just, you know, like our garage is is not very high. Uh, I have my teenager do that. Um, Or, you know, something else like uh, mowing the lawn or some things like that that aren't just regular household chores. And again, I understand that's not necessarily income producing, but literally some of those things I would probably pay somebody to do because I just don't have time to do it. And so I would rather pay them to do it than somebody else. Um, I've even started paying my oldest son to change the oil in my car. Um, Those are legitimate services that other people provide. If you are paying somebody to come in and clean your house and you get a child who is old enough and you want to pay them to clean your house, it's fine. And and the fact is you're the parent. Do whatever you want. Uh, Again, this is not a biblical mandate. This is just an opinion. But my motive behind it is I don't want my children to have an entitlement mentality where they think that um, doing regular household chores somehow uh, should earn them an income. I want them to think in terms of if I want to make money, I have to produce a product or provide a service that other people in the real world want, and that is how I will make money. And so in that way, they actually think as entrepreneurs rather than uh, with an entitlement mentality that just says I sit back and I I earn a paycheck for no good reason. Um, Brooke, there's a book that you got some years ago um, by an author who is no longer living, Bob Schultz. And um, he's he's passed away. He's gone on to be with the Lord. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about uh, his book? This is not a book we publish. It's not a book we sell. Um, but it might be something that some families might be able to get um, on the Internet still through uh, Christian bookstores or something like that. Yes. Um, I love, love, love the book Created for Work. And it's by Bob Schultz. It's specifically targeted to boys, I would say somewhere between the ages of 9 and 14, maybe in particular, although I could see even the um, up to age 16 being a good age for this book. It's so good that I read it aloud to all our children, boys and girls, and we just talked about all the good things in it. In fact, it's time for us to do that again. Uh, it was so entertainingly put that I really loved his style and immediately bought all of the rest of the books he's had written at that point, and he has now passed away, sadly. But um, they're just really well-done books, and definitely would encourage you to get a hold of his books for your sons and then have them have your the sisters read them along, too. One thing I loved is that he talks about work in a positive sense, not being a curse. And that's something that young children have a very hard time understanding. There's a story that 
I had read a little bit about the autobiography of Booker T. Washington that um, illustrated this really important concept, and it showed me how much I myself, and then probably passing on to my children, view work a bit as a curse, like, oh, I just have to get through this, and I just have to finish it. And the story that Booker T. Washington shared was about his childhood right after slavery had ended and coming out of the South and born into slavery himself, he viewed work as a curse. And he said, so did these slaveholders. They viewed work as a curse. They would never lift their finger to do anything. And he had the opportunity to move north um, later on as probably a young teenager, I'm going to guess. And he noticed that these people worked They tried hard to keep things up. And so he went on to note that in Genesis, in that beautiful garden, there was actually work. And it wasn't until, you know, he he noted that so many people believed that work was part of the curse. And it's the working with the sweat by your brow and the thorns that's the curse. But that work was actually a dominion mandate given in the Garden of Eden when everything was perfect and beautiful. And that kind of changed my perspective. I thought it was really interesting. Okay, so two other thoughts I have about the aspect of chores is um, for our family, it really works best to have the child be assigned certain chore, certain set of chores that they hang on to for at least several months. I'm not big into, okay, it's Tuesday, and so you're going to be doing this set of chores, and it's Wednesday, and you're going to be doing this other set of chores. I just find it's too difficult for me to keep my mind in that kind of game. And then I also find it gives my children an opportunity to grow into those with some proficiency by doing it day after day. And I mean, these are not long chores. Like I said, they're 15-minute chores, you know, clean a toilet or clean the sink, clean this, this floor. It's not a big deal. And I think that helps them. Also, accountability. Uh, by having that checklist, it really helps us to be able to see at a glance what our children have done. And I need to be better about going and expecting, sorry, inspecting what I have expected of my children. That was a famous Emily Barnes quote. Don't expect, oh, well, it has to go. Uh, make sure you inspect what you expect of your children in the terms of to- chores. I found that so helpful. But as far as accountability, also, when I have it on my checklist and I see my child has done all their chores, it helps when we're going to be doing something fun or we're going to be playing a game or having a special dessert. And I can say, okay, this child is not ready to participate in this fun thing because they have not put the effort into working to help bless the family. Okay, so Brooke, as we bring this podcast to a close, what do you think are some resources that we provide through family renewal that might help parents in this process of learning how to teach and, and train their children uh, and equip them for life? I think the first one that would come to my mind is uh, your book, Israel, uh, Full-Time Parenting, A Guide to Family-Based Discipleship. And there's so much information in there that doesn't specifically deal with chores, but deals with that parents really being there for their children, really um, guiding their child through life and the processes of growing and learning and having basically a heart to teach. And so uh, that would definitely be something that provides a lot of the groundwork that helps the chores part in life get along, get going. Also, our book, Pitching a Fit, 
overcoming angry and stressed out parenting, I think is huge in this department. While again, it doesn't necessarily pick on any chore and try to work at that particular thing. It's always talking about having the right attitude as a parent as you're teaching and leading your children. And just like you can imagine for most children, it doesn't come naturally to just give themselves to their task wholeheartedly and with diligence and with a cheerful smile. And this is a way for, through that book, Pitching a Fit, for parents to be able to um, take away the anger aspect as a dark uh, sort of way of teaching and be able to find ways and solutions that they can actually teach with a giving heart, with a happy attitude. Well, you can get those um, resources from our website, familyrenewal.org. We'd like to encourage you, if you've not done so, to please sign up on our email list. We will send out a monthly email update and let you know where we're going to be. If we're speaking in your area, we can let you know. Also, um, you can keep informed with new uh, resources that we're developing here, um, new information related to family renewal. That is familyrenewal.org forward slash subscribe. We really love to be able to keep in touch with you that way. Another great way to keep in touch with you is our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash family renewal. You can also follow me. I'm at facebook.com forward slash israel.wayne. And then I also have an author page, which is forward slash Israel Wayne author. Lots of great ways that uh, we can keep in touch with you. We would love to be able to see you when we're speaking at a seminar or at a homeschooling conference in your area. If you would like to hear us speak in your area, uh, feel free to email us. Our email address is familyrenewalevents at gmail.com. And we would love to speak at your family camp, at your church. Uh, if you'd like to have us speak at a homeschooling conference in your area, please contact the coordinators of that conference. Tell them that you'd love to have uh, Brooke or myself or both of us speak at the conference. We'll see what we can work out for that. But we travel all over the United States and, frankly, all over the world and uh, teach parents about biblical principles related to family life. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Brooke, I appreciate you uh, joining with us. Brooke's got a bit of a cough today, and so she's trying to stifle the cough in between the interviews, but you did a great job today, and appreciate you sharing on the uh, issue of of chores. Bye-bye. Thanks.